and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. I'm sure a lot of you are already back to school, unless, of course, you're not in school anymore, then I am very jealous of you. But for me, I've already had like three or four weeks of classes. I honestly lost track at this point, but it feels like I've been in school forever It's been pretty surreal being back in person. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I know I always say on here how much I really enjoyed the past year and a half of virtual learning. And, you know, I do miss it. There are some aspects of virtual learning that I miss so much. Um, I always talked about, however, that I didn't want to go back to in-person classes. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't realize how much I missed being back in school. That's right, you guys. I fully gave in and I'm admitting to the fact that I miss going to school, believe it or not. But anyway, besides the excitement of going back to school these past few weeks and just being in class with my friends and doing stuff hands-on again, I've just like been adapting back to my life in New York City, even though it's weirdly been a long time since coming back from Ohio. And I'm not really sure why it's taking some time to adjust, but I think it's because I was in Ohio for two months, so I basically like readjusted my whole lifestyle. And now that I'm back to like this fast pace, you know, the fast pace of the fashion industry again, I'm like getting back into it. So still adjusting, but I'm not putting too much pressure on myself to get back to where I was when I left. So yeah. A couple weeks ago was also fashion week, so as you guys can imagine, it was crazy hectic and not because I was doing anything that crazy this year or attending that many shows this season, but crazy just because, you know, when you're kind of working, like doing internship and attending fashion school, there's a lot of overlap between like fashion week and fashion school and shit gets kind of busy, so, you know. I did help out during some events during New York Fashion Week and I even, you know, did even go to some after parties, believe it or not, but that was all a lot of fun and it's just something I've never really done before, so I'm happy that I got to experience this season and especially since, you know, like I'm 21, so it was like a fun time. Also, I'm sure that a lot of you noticed this, but I've been really trying to live in the moment these days and just have fun and enjoy my 20s. Those were definitely some things that were on my checklist, like attending New York Fashion Week after parties and, you know, going out more in New York City. And I fully intend on making an entire episode about what I just said, because lately, for any of you who have been following me on social media, can probably tell that I've been super happy and just really thriving and living my best life. And a lot of my friends who I've met up with recently and who haven't seen me in a while were you know, actively going out of their way to tell me how happy I look. And that just further proved to myself how people can actually tell on the outside that I'm much happier. And it's because I really am like genuinely from the inside so much happier than I've ever been. So yeah, as you can tell, I'm doing pretty great myself. I'm in a really great mood and, you know, things have just been working out a lot lately. So I'm super happy about that. Um, I'm looking forward to putting out more episodes in the future regarding what's been going on with school and how being a senior at Parsons is because I'm sure a lot of you are really interested on how senior year is going, like, you know, what I'm working on and what's what ent- what is entailed being a senior at a fashion school. So 
definitely stay tuned for those episodes. They will be coming up. I just haven't been in school for that long. It's only been like four weeks, so there's not much to say as of yet. Right now, though, I wanted to get into today's episode, which, as you guys can tell by the title, is about hustling in the fashion industry. And if this topic sounds familiar on the pod, it's because it is. I made an episode a while back about this similar topic, but I kind of wanted just to come on here and refresh some of those ideas that I've talked about a lot earlier. And also because it's just recently occurred to me how much time and effort I have put into trying to get into this industry for so many years and how much it has paid off now and So I definitely want to share some of my experiences that can help at least some of you get to this point and, you know, then I'll know that I've done my job. Also, I'm specifically gearing the advice that I'm going to be giving in this episode towards those with little to no experiences in fashion because I have heard so much feedback from you guys about how many of you are not really sure how to break into the industry with like no experience at all. And I was obviously in the same exact situation as some of you guys are in because there was a point in my career when I obviously had no experience and literally just had like Chipotle on my resume. So yeah, I know my first job was Chipotle. So trying to get into the fashion industry with only Chipotle on your resume is not the easiest thing. And over the course of many years and just hearing from like what other people have done and just listening to like podcast episodes of how people have built themselves in the fashion industry I've definitely come up with like a good compilation of things that I think would really benefit all of you listening I hope that none of what I say gets repetitive because I feel like there's only so much advice you can give on this same topic but I definitely do think that I've come up with some new strategies that I haven't introduced on here so I can't wait to hear what you guys think about these new tips that I've worked into this episode for you guys And with that being said, let's hop right into today's episode on how to hustle in the fashion industry with little to no experience. So in no particular order, I'm just going to go down the list that I started keeping for this episode. But a strategy that I don't think I've ever talked about in one of these pods before is in finding work through a recruiter. I definitely feel like this is one method that not a lot of people are familiar with, especially in the creative industry. I've definitely seen it a lot more commonplace within like the finance and business industries because a lot of my friends talk about how they have like, you know, recruiting seasons and stuff like that. But yes, there is such thing as recruiters within the fashion industry. Some companies actually have their own recruiting team, like for example, ANF, as you guys know, that's how I was hired to be an ANF intern because a recruiter actually reached out to me through LinkedIn and that's how my relationship with them blossomed um so you have those kinds of recruiters who like work specifically under that company like the company has their own recruiters but then you have something known as recruiting agencies which I didn't even know fully existed until a couple of months ago recruiting agencies act as the bridge between employers and employees and they are basically in charge of finding top talent vetting candidates and then presenting those top candidates to their clients. So very often you'll see that companies will hire recruiting agencies to help them find, you know, the best talent instead of doing it themselves. Why I'm recommending recruiting agencies to you guys is because a lot of the times I'll get people telling me and expressing their concerns about how hard it is to find opportunities out there, especially in the fashion industry, and I 100% agree with you guys. Like, 
I am literally on LinkedIn and all of the job platforms finding these things myself and it takes a lot of time even though like I end up finding some really good things sometimes. Um, but there's so much and so little at the same time and that can really make it hard for you to find those ideal opportunities that you guys are looking for. That's why recruiting agencies are a perfect method of finding the experiences you want because they do all of the work for you and you just have to tell them what you're interested in and what you are looking for in your next job or work or whatever. So, and then, you know, knowing that, what you've told them, they'll try to match your past experiences and your background with something that they think will be a really good fit for you. And usually it is because, you know, that's their job basically to recruit people for a certain position. So a lot of the times you'll have these recruiting agencies looking for full-time positions and like part-time roles, but something that you guys are probably less familiar with are something called temp roles which is just basically short for a temporary role, but like, you know, it's easier to say temp. So I literally just learned about temp roles like a couple of months ago. Um, as you guys can probably tell, a couple of months ago was like when I've had like my biggest epiphanies in this industry, but um, I fully never knew that temp roles existed. And what a temp role basically is, is a working arrangement that is limited to a certain period of time based on the needs of the employers. So this can be anything from two days, you know, a week, a month, to whatever amount of time that the employer wants to hire the temp for. If you haven't already been exposed to temp roles or if you've never done one before, I definitely recommend exploring some options out there because they're really ideal just if you're trying to make a little bit of money on the side and if you have some extra time, there's such a great way to network, meet new people on the job, and just to get your foot in the door of another company that you might not, like, have gotten an internship or a full-time job for. I actually did a temp role in August for Alexander Wang and it was only one week so super fast and easy and I got it through a recruiting agency that connected me with someone from A Wang looking for temp roles. So yeah it was just a really good working experience to have up my belt you know before I started school and it helped me get back into the swig of things after coming back from ANF and being in Ohio for two months and I met some really amazing people who were also temps at Awang, and we became so close and are still very much in touch after we finished working there. What I think is also great about temp roles is that even after you're done working as a temp, you, you still have those contacts and, you know, you've been able to meet and work with another company. So if you liked what you did and you liked the people at that company, then there's nothing stopping you from reaching out to those people again and asking for, you know, a possible internship or other full-time job opportunities. The possibilities are really endless, you guys, and like I always say, it's really what you make out of these experiences. If you choose to stay in touch and continue to be in contact with those people that you met from the temporal, then that is entirely up to you. You just have to take that initiative and those next steps to ask for what you want because, you know, no one's going to do that for you. So, you know, I did reach out to the people that I met at Awang after, and they've reached out to me about coming back and doing other temporals. So it's just a great connection to have. And, you know, now, you know, now I know people and Alexander Wang. So it's a great thing to have up your sleeve. That was just a really long-winded explanation. Um, but the main points that I was trying to make in there were looking for recruiting agencies and doing temporals. Both are just such good ways to get your hustle on and just to get more experience in the fashion industry with having like little to no experience at all. So moving on to my next point on this topic and 
this next one is not like one thing you can do to hustle in the fashion industry it's more like me stressing the importance of one method and that is the importance of emails and emailing people this sounds like a no-brainer and i hope a lot of you are already strong emailers and know how to write professional emails but I want to stress more about the importance of sending emails for those opportunities, roles, and experiences that you want. I will say this now, and I will keep on saying it throughout this episode, but do not be afraid to email people and reach out to people even if you've never met them. You guys don't understand how dependent I am on emails and how dependent I've been on them since like middle school or something. I've just met so many people that are afraid to reach out through email, especially to people that they've never met before or talked to before, even like seen their face before, but I couldn't disagree more. I think emails are the perfect way to start to communicate with people that you've never met with nowadays. And, you know, since I've become so accustomed to sending out emails in my professional life and just getting used to asking for things I want through email, I wanted to share with you guys some of the ways that I use emails to, you know, get things and just how to get a lot of the opportunities that I get that you guys are curious about through emailing. One of the big ways I use emailing that will be no surprise to you guys is to get internships. I talk about this all the time on here, but cold emailing is literally my superpower. Um, I've actually never said it about myself, but I think I'm going to continue saying that about myself because it honestly is. I get around 95% of my internships through cold emailing someone from the company that I want to work with. And as I always say in these episodes where I talk about this, people love to see that kind of initiative because it's really refreshing and it makes you stand out from all of those other people who are just like applying through online application or whatever. If you want to be really successful at cold emailing and emailing people about a possible internship opportunity, you have to be really proactive about finding those correct email contacts. So whether that's looking for the HR email of a company or the specific email of the person you're trying to reach in like a certain division, you definitely have to be really patient when it comes to this process because finding people's personal emails is not always the easiest thing. I can honestly do a whole episode about this if you guys are interested, but there are specific methods that I use to find people's emails and, you know, company emails in order to reach out to, like, the right person that I'm looking for. Um, and also taking a little quick detour from talking about emails to talk about another method of reaching out to people that I just learned about recently that works wonders is Instagram DMing people. Like, honestly, who knew that it would be so effective? And if you've already had the courage to Instagram DM people and, you know, you do this method all the time, then, you know, ignore me. I'm sorry that I'm so late to this, but reaching out to people through Instagram is like one of the most effective ways to get someone's attention because realistically, the amount of time people spend on there is obscene. I think for a long time, I strayed away from DMing people because I was afraid that it was like too unprofessional and that people would think I'm rude or stalkerish. But I was surprised to find out just how many people actually do it and how it invokes much more of a response than someone, you know, sending an email. Because again, as I said, people check their social medias a lot more often than they check their emails. I hate to say it and admit it, but you know, me alone, I probably check my Instagram like eight hours a day. And a lot of you can probably attest to this because if you have DM'd me before in the past, I most likely responded within a couple of hours of you sending that message. But anyway, getting back to the point I was making, 
if you're going to DM someone about an opportunity, an internship, or job, or whatever, I still suggest making it as professional as possible or, you know, as professional as a DM can be. So that means introducing yourself using proper grammar and, I don't know, just overall keeping it professional and just not being completely laid back about it and, you know, using acronyms like LOL and LMFAO. It just has a better outlook on you and especially if you're going to be doing something as personal as sending a direct... A dire- it just has a better outlook on you and especially if you're going to be doing something as personal as sending a direct message on Insta, you should try to make yourself seem as not, you know, like stalkerish as possible so they'll be more inclined to respond to you. But yeah, those are just my two cents on Instagram DMing people, but I definitely do think it's an effective way to reach out to someone and you're definitely 9 out of 10 times going to get more responses on Instagram DM than email. Going back to emails, um, yeah, I talked about Instagram DMing. Going back to emails, another way that I like to use emails, which is really going to rock the boat for a lot of you, is to get into New York Fashion Week shows. Now, quick disclaimer before all of you finish listening to this episode and just start to email people left and right, this is not going to be a surefire way to get into all New York Fashion Week shows. Um, I'm not saying that just because you email people about attending a New York Fashion Week show that you're going to get into every show. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I do personally that has helped me get into some shows in the past is I like to spend time finding the PR or HR emails for the shows that I want to attend and then, you know, when it comes a little closer to the date of the actual show, I like to send those contacts emails about attending the show. Now, I just explained it like it's easy and one and done, but it honestly does take a little bit of time finding these emails and then thinking about what to say to them. A couple of pieces of advice I have for those of you who want to try this is to, one, make sure to be professional in your email and also try to make yourself sound as credible as possible. And what I mean by this is, like, try to hype yourself up and, you know, list your titles, if that makes sense. So I'll give you guys an example. Whenever I'm writing my emails, I'll either say where I'm an intern for currently and also, you know, mentioning the fact that I'm a fashion design student at Parsons. I feel like these brands would be more inclined to let someone have a spot who's kind of like in fashion and especially a student who wants to learn more and be inspired by other designers. So like to give you guys an example, I'll I'll start off with saying like, hello, my name is Christina Eng and I am currently a CFDA intern, um, you know, sustainable strategies intern and fashion student at the Parsons School of Design, yada, yada, yada. You know, putting those in in the beginning will just like give you so much more credibility than you just saying like, hi, like my name is whatever, whatever, and I would like a seat in your show. Like that it just doesn't rub the right way. Um, so yeah, the second thing I'll suggest is to mention that you're okay with any seat, even a standing position, because I found that they're more inclined to fill, you know, to give you that spot if you are willing to stand, because obviously they're going to prioritize those actual seats for editors, influencers, and like people of that stature. So yeah, if you've ever seen me being able to attend a New York Fashion Week show or party, it's most likely through either knowing someone or doing what I just described and reaching out to the brand's email contacts and it's like my little trade secret um, that I've never really shared to anyone but I am sharing it now with you guys for the whole public so just keep in mind to really stay professional you guys because again 
even though it's an email and it's low stakes and you think it's like, oh, they might not ever see it, there's a good chance that these companies will see it and will remember you if you ever reach out again for, let's say, a full-time job or even an internship. So you definitely want to make a first good impression. And, you know, one of like the most common mistakes is that people will draft an email and they'll send it to like all the other shows and they'll forget to change the name. And that is like the worst thing to do. Like you do not want to send an email to a company saying another company's name. Like just don't do it. It's like, no. Um, So yeah, as with everything, keep it professional, keep it simple and straight to the point. Don't make it too long because again, these people are probably reading thousands of emails of people who want to get into their show and just make it straight to the point. Like, you know, you're this person, you do this and you want a standing seat. Yeah. So give this method a go the next time fashion week rolls around and let me know if any of you who actually tried it had it work for them. I'm super curious as to what you guys make of this method of emailing. But yeah, I obviously do this around New York fashion week time because, you know, I'm in New York and it just makes the most sense for me. But you can obviously do the same thing for the other fashion weeks that are in like London, Paris, Milan. I've just personally never done it for those because it's obviously not convenient for me to attend any shows that are not in New York. So yeah, just do what works best for you and your situation. Finally, another way you can utilize emails to give you that upper hand, and this one is more specifically for those of you who are interested in like editorial fashion or journalism, is to pitch ideas to magazines, editors, and other journalists. I personally haven't done this myself because I haven't found the time to actually come up with a pitch and like look for editors' emails, But what I learned in my fashion journalism class is, you know, a couple semesters ago, we learned that a lot of people actually pitch their article ideas to magazine publications just by simply sending an email to a contact in that organization and basically including, you know, their idea for an article that they have and other information about their idea, like what the article is going to look like and everything. And usually how it works is that if that publication likes what you've pitched them, they'll usually give you free reigns to write that article for them and they'll actually publish it on their website slash platform with your name on it. And, you know, of course you'll get paid for it because that is basically freelancing. Um, So that very much falls under what freelance journalists do. And I've always wondered how people start writing for publications and how people can also write for various different publications at once. And this is how people do it. So if you're really interested in fashion journalism and magazines, I highly suggest giving this method a go because you never know, you could end up writing for Vogue or Elle magazine while you're still in college just by pitching an idea that they really love. Obviously, still keep in mind that these emails have to be professional and in my journalism class, we actually learned a format for how to write these pitch emails. So I would definitely look up on Google like a template for how to do so just so that you come off very professional and prepared. But you know, don't get too held up on the format though because I think it's more important that you come up with an idea that's actually interesting and worth pitching and that's going to speak like volumes more than if you sent a proper email with proper formatting, you know. But yeah, that's my two cents of all things emails. There are obviously so many other ways that you can really utilize emails to your advantage that not enough people are doing, Um, but I think it's just being it's about being creative and really just straying away from what everyone else is doing because that's what's going to make you stand out from the next person and what I always like to think that is honestly most people are really lazy and most people also don't put in that effort to distinguish themselves from other people 
So if you just do a little bit more than the bare minimum, you're going to stand out from the majority of people and it's not even going to take that much effort. And in that way, it's relatively easy to stand out in the fashion industry if you actually put in the effort to do so. So that's my little secret for you guys, which is not really a secret, but little people actually take this advice and put it into action. Those are really all of the big things that I wanted to share on this episode that are kind of like new methods that I like learned myself, honestly, um, that I wanted to share with you guys. But I hope these help at least some of you in your journey to hustling and just to make a name for yourself in the industry. Um, I also wanted to take this time to challenge you all listening to take at least one of these methods that I shared in this pod that really speak to you and what you want to achieve and actually take action and do it. I feel like I never really do any of these kinds of action calls on these episodes, so here I am doing it now and I always find it really helpful when people give me assignments and challenges because that makes me a lot more motivated to do them. So if some of you are like me and need that extra push, consider this my push to y'all to try something new and something that's going to get you out of your comfort zones. So whether that's going to look for a temporal, reaching out to people through Instagram DM, or pitching an article to a publication that you've been dreaming to write for, I challenge you to take that next step and to put yourself out there. See what comes out of it, and even if you don't get what you want, like, you don't get a response at all or you get a rejection, don't let that hinder your experience and stop you from trying again because I'm going to be completely candid with all of you. It may not and most likely won't work the first time or the second time or even the third time, but the key is being persistent and just not giving up as, you know, as hard as that may sound. Because if you guys think that I got my internships just through emailing one time and getting lucky, You are sorely mistaken because I may not talk about it on here, but I've definitely had moments where I've sent out dozens of emails, reaching out to people about opportunities, and sometimes only one or two of them will take the bite, and sometimes none of them at all. So yeah, persistence, persistence is key. Do not forget that, and I just wish you guys the best of luck in trying any of these methods, and you guys can always reach out to me through Instagram DM if you have any more questions or if you need help with any of these methods. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. Um, I know this episode came a little bit late. I haven't put out an episode in a little while, but I think I've been kind of been liking taking my little breaks from this podcast and then coming back with a lot more information to share with you guys. So, If you have any future ideas for episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I'm always looking for more episode ideas to share with you guys. Anyway, I love you all so much and see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.